Good day, everyone, and welcome to Fish Town Local Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Baird. I have a very special guest today, Mr. Charles Nazarian, who is an incredible achiever in our town, and he is a do-gooder, and he is a master of all of Capan's organs, pipe organs, and we're going to talk all about that. Welcome, Charles. Nice to be here, Gordon. It's great to have you. It's finally raining on Cape Ann for the first time in months. So this is a good occasion to talk about your wonderful Meeting House concert series. So tell us all about what's happened and what's to come. Well, the uh, Music on Meeting House Green series was uh, conceived to put together uh, different musicians from the local area with a worthy nonprofit on every Friday night in July and August on the green in front of the Unitarian Universalist Church. Uh, the church is the oldest meeting house surviving in Gloucester. It goes back to 1806. It's a magnificent uh, building in the federal style, and it was built uh, by people who were greatly optimistic, and it has 60, 600 seats. You don't and have to look far to find that church that's either. Right. It is the tallest in Gloucester, the oldest, right. and of course, the most beautiful. Well, we think it's beautiful, but we won't say it's the most. <laughs> uh, but it does have uh, an interesting history uh, in many ways. Appearance-wise, when it was built in 1806, there was no lighthouse on Gloucester Harbor. Uh, there wasn't a lighthouse until the late 1830s. And the tower of the Universalist Church, actually with its belvedere, was lit at night, and it was a means of navigation for people to come safely into port long before there was a Coast Guard station or a lighthouse at the entrance to the harbor. And how did they light it way back then? Uh, they had whale oil lamps, and they kept a lamp uh, from what we know from uh, written history at the Cape Ann Museum, we know that a lamp was kept in the Belvedere. Uh, but even to this day, if you come into the harbor, you can follow your way in safely uh, until you get near the boulevard where you can then take Split a right-hand turn uh -huh. into the inner harbor. So it's kind of an interesting corollary um, for people who were truth seekers um, and looking for a safe passage in life also built a church that was meant for mariners coming into the port to find a safe way, a safe haven. Well, what a perfect allegory for your concert series. <laughs> well, um, the concert series uh, grew out of the last two or three years of our doing a lot of uh, serious uh, concerts during the year from September until May, uh, the largest of which was a presentation of the Bach B minor mass with a Baroque orchestra, a big chorus. And we've had lots of other concerts of many kinds from uh, putting together the two women's a cappella groups, Levin and Soralanza, uh, to um, uh, more popular venues, jazz of all kinds. We've done a very varied set of concerts over the last several years indoors in the meeting house. But we have never uh, taken advantage of our outdoor concert hall. And the green, uh, which is affectionately known as the Allee because of its long uh, path from Middle Street all the way to the entrance, uh, lined with shade trees, is a natural concert space. Mm -hmm. uh, St. John's Church is on one 
one side and the houses of Church Street are on the other, and they form natural acoustic walls. Mm -hmm. And so um, with very mild amplification, the entire L.A., which is about the length of a football field, fills up with music very nicely. Well, it's fantastic because um, last weekend was uh, Willie Alexander, and I remember the sound bouncing from the left and the right, but really it bounced also off the church itself. And what a wonderful facade to be looking straight up at when you're looking at Willie Alexander. Absolutely. Uh, the facade of the building, uh, which is on the uh, National Historic Register, by the way, this building is recognized as a national treasure, uh, even though it's somewhat hidden away in the middle of the historic district. And people who visit Gloucester and simply walk Main Street or Rogers Street often miss it. Uh, but it is it's really the jewel in the heart of the historic district. Um, well, the woodwork inside is it's beyond glorious. belief, Just especially the balcony. Beautiful. Yes, that has. I'm, uh, as you know, have spent a few, few minutes yes. in there, yes. and uh, I counted one day twenty-three different molding styles that run for the entire, what would you say, 100 yards if you total it all mm -hmm. up around? Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Everybody, in case you don't know, we have not used the M word, Middle Street. It's right up there on that beautiful Center Street in Gloucester. By the way, did we mention the picnicking? is absolutely essential <laughs> when you're at the concert and the mayor is almost always there and dignitaries, Lempy, Lenny Campanello, the police chief was there and everybody sharing goodies and passing cookies and it just couldn't be friendly. Talk about a great way to meet the mayor too, mm -hmm. if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a wonderful way. Uh, Sefatia was really uh, very, very supportive of the whole concept right from the beginning uh, and she did the kickoff talk at the very beginning of the series. Last week uh, for the Angel Opioid Program, which of course is our chief's uh, program to help people dealing with addiction to come to the police station and um, not be arrested, but actually be assigned an angel and somebody who would take them through the process of dealing with their addiction and hopefully coming out the other side clean and productive. As many have. As many have. Yeah, about 400 people have apparently gone through the program. Untold lives have been saved. Um, but Safatia talked about her own family last uh, week at the Friday event. Um, none of us knew, as far as I know, that her own daughter had issues with addiction and um, that her husband's death was connected to his dealing with depression. And so she gave us a talk that was far beyond what we had imagined in simply saying this is a great program and we hope you'll support it. She really brought it home to um, making it very personal of how important it is and how every family in some way has been touched. And of course she has the deep connection to the church because she grew up in the house on the corner. Yes. And in the dedication of our new uh, um, uh, minister, she kind of exposed her family upbringing, how she spent more time in the UU youth group than she did even in her own church, and that uh, she was always looking for trouble out there in the alley. <laughs> so it didn't do much to allay my fears. <laughs> the interesting thing about your program that is, is so, makes it work so well, is how you have, you have aligned the sponsors and the bands 
and the beneficiaries and the meeting house mm -hmm. so that the sponsor has guaranteed the expenses and bands are being paid and amazingly a fair rate mm -hmm. for their services Always. and uh, then any money that is raised either through the excess of the sponsorship minus expenses and passing the barrels which I know you do mm -hmm. and people are very generous that can go to the meeting house mm -hmm. or to the charity. Mm -hmm. Well, here's how it works. Um, it was kind of a novel concept, and we weren't sure at first if it was going to fly. The first step was to ask um, a group of sponsors if they would underwrite all of the expenses for the series. Um, and we had several wonderful uh, responses almost immediately. Uh, the greatest one was from Lindsay and Beth Coolidge, who gave us a matching gift uh, of up to $8,000. That's fantastic. And uh, there were many others, Tom and Susan Andresen, uh, uh, Tom and uh, Kristen Zarella, um, JJ and Jackie Bell, uh, just you know, yeah. uh, and the Gloucester people, Times people really stepped up to the they've plate. They've been giving you those full page color ads or those half page color ads. Wow, those are beautiful. Yeah. And talk about educating people that there yeah. they are. Now, Lindsey Coolidge, I'm going to give him a special nod because <laughs> he was there to for the Bach. Yeah, he's been there since the beginning, and he yeah. really has a heart of gold. He does. He the my Gloucester High School sailing team that I. Uh, coach with they uh, have gotten the benefits mm -hmm. like crazy I and mean, he is just such an angel I don't know what Gloucester would be without yeah. Lindsay and Beth uh, the generosity and the great care with which he gives uh, it's not you know it's not a case of somebody simply having a lot of money and saying oh I'll just write you a check he really thinks very very hard about where he places the resources that he has mm -hmm. through um, a family foundation called the Dusky Foundation That's and that. he thinks a lot about it um, he oftentimes will give a matching gift as he did for us um, well that makes the charity it makes all the forces work a little harder Yes, it does. Because if you just depend on him. You right. know, I have kept my mouth shut to, for the benefit of all your programs because mm -hmm. I learned in Joe Garland's book, Eastern Point, mm -hmm. that I am a distant relative ah, of his. I, I and I've see. never said anything because I didn't want to. <laughs> you you want to get oh in trouble. Oh, my God, get out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, Many people are becoming also much more aware of our efforts to save the meeting house. Mm -hmm. um, and Lindsay has also helped us greatly with that. Um, uh, people oftentimes are confused as to what is the church and what is the meeting house. And the meeting house, Gloucester Meeting House Foundation, uh, is a, a group that is not part of the UU church. It is a completely separate five. 501c3, that uh, a nonprofit that was created uh, to preserve the building and uh, to use it for, as a civic hub, as a cultural venue, as a community center for which the it, good of the whole community. Which it was back to the early 19th century when it was finished. It has always always had a broad social purpose. Um, the congregation of the present-day UU Church, uh, through its social justice committee and other efforts, has always uh, been involved for the good of the community. Well, John Murray. 
that yes. was his thing, and yeah. his wife, yes. even almost even more so. Yes, where she was writing to George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, insisting that women should have the vote in the original Constitution. She was way ahead of her time, two centuries ahead of her time. Uh, and she the, looks a lot like Hillary in that poor <laughs> well, painting and that's hanging in the front of the meeting. I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> no, say I on that one. <laughs> it's a lovely, it's a lovely portrait <laughs> uh, by well, John Singleton Copley. But the, the bottom line here, Gordon, is that um, th- there's a real difference between what is the church and what is the meeting house. The, the church is really the congregation. It's really the people mm-hmm. um, and what they do. And of course, they, uh, the church um, owns the building and they still have Sunday services every week. And if people are looking for a very inclusive and warm and wonderful place um, for their spiritual journey, I encourage them to check it out and they would probably see us there. But for those who um, are of different faiths or uh, have no particular spiritual faith path, the welcome mat is completely open and the Meeting House Foundation is all about the non-religious uses of the building. Mm -hmm. So for example, we have a program called Town Green 2025, which is a group of people working together with Gloucester's Clean Energy Commission to try to get Gloucester to be um, carbon neutral in a decade. It's a big goal, Mm -hmm. um, but we've been working very hard. Uh, Town Green has really uh, stepped up to the plate. A hundred solar installations have been committed in the past six months due to their programming. And uh, they've also been promoting alternative energy use, low energy use, and all kinds of programming uh, in order to help Gloucester find its way to be a leader in this area. So Town Green is actually an offshoot program of the Meeting House, but it's a demonstration of how the Meeting House as a building, but also as a virtual place, can be a place for people to meet and and to get things done. I remember going to some wonderful meeting house seminars on planning your will. Mm-hmm. Taxes, sure. Estate planning, sure. And that was there not for the members of the church, but mm-hmm. for anybody, for everybody, especially the elderly, right? And right. about the building too, because the meeting house is the building, mm-hmm. and the building has some fantastically amazing things. Mm-hmm. One, the Paul Revere clock in the back, just. A wonderful piece of history. I've got to correct you there, unfortunately. Yes, it's the Paul Revere bell. The bell that's in the ho- Sorry, in the okay. tower. <laughs> and the clock is the, the clock is a Willard clock. Yeah, Willard oh, from right. Simon uh, Willard. from actually dates right from 1806 when the building was dedicated. Okay. Uh, See, that's why I had you here. Okay. I'm just yep. from happy my to app happy there. to help. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the other treasures include um, a barrel organ, mm-hmm. a little pipe organ. That that is uh, human pumped um, and has two wooden uh, barrels that have staples in them. And as they spin, they play different tunes. Unfortunately, in the present time, we've never heard this little instrument because it needs to be restored. But it came um, off of an English uh, ship during the revolutionary period. One of our intrepid Gloucester boats um, got a hold of it and brought it back to Gloucester. Um, We also have a magnificent 
uh, pipe organ in the choir loft, um, and it was built by George Hutchings in 1893. Hutchings was the organ builder responsible for the symphony hall instrument, wow. and it was restored in 1962 by Charles Fisk. Um, Fisk is the organ builder I actually came to Cape Ann to work with yes. in the and early you still do, in the, and I still yeah. am the designer for the firm. But uh, there are other things about the building your um, guests would probably like to know. One of them is that um, it was um, one of three. There are actually three uh, meeting houses like this in the area. Um, the oldest of the three is the Rockport Congregational Church. Um, we are the middle one, and the last one that was built is the uh, Congregational Church in the center of Manchester by the sea. Oh, and they were built um, by a master builder named Jacob Smith. And he and his brother were um, a little competitive with one another, but they were known for building the grandest residences in Gloucester. And two that you would know are the current home of the Gloucester Museum and the house right next to it, which looks almost the same, but one was built by Jacob and one was built by his brother. And they had a dispute with one another. They were supposed to build identical homes, but one of them, if you go, and I won't tell you which one, has coins, little decorative corners all the way up the sides. And the other brother decided not to put coins on the corners, and they had a rift and never spoke to each other again, believe it or not. <laughs> but um, the uh, these two master builders were known for building some of Gloucester's finest homes during that period, that federal period. Some of them, unfortunately, are gone. If you, uh, uh, your listeners, pick up uh, Prudence Fish's book, mm-hmm. The Antique Houses of Gloucester, her book tells you all about them. There was a magnificent one, in fact, where the current YMCA stands opposite the Sawyer Free Library. It was one of Gloucester's finest oh, homes. Mm-hmm. And a number of the other big Middle Street homes were the product of uh, the Smith's work. Um, and so if you look at that in its context, it's really a magnificent achievement. Did the meeting do, house. This meeting house is the biggest of the three. Did they do the balcony too? They built the entire oh, church. Yeah. It was started in 1805 and finished in the fall of 1806. Just um, and it was built um, to seat 600 people, which to us seems very ambitious. Uh, but what had happened was the. Um, the idea of universalism, that there is a loving God and that all people are intended to return to that love and in the end. And you don't have to give a, and uh, that you aren't a damned, at the cathedral right, to that, qualify. Right, that you don't have to pay for right. <laughs> redemption and also um, the old uh, belief of the Puritans that some people were saved and some people were damned. That all went out the window with John uh, Murray and Murray. his wife, mm-hmm. Judith Sargent Murray. But Many people don't realize that aside from bringing hope to Gloucester, they also, because of their connection to the government um, during the revolutionary period, brought help to the fishermen during the Revolutionary War and later during the War of 1812. Well, they also brought us, in a way, the freedom of religion and freedom of, from taxation for being That's tithes right. for a church That's that you right. did not belong to. That's right. There was a court case in which John Murray whose possessions had been seized because he refused to pay taxes to 
support the state church, the congregational church of that time. Would uh, that money be siphoned back to England too, because it was part of the Church of England? Or no, not, no, no. At the time, we were already past the American Revolution, okay. and we were at a point where uh, churches in New England still were only certified by the congregational church system. The only recognized church Religion, yeah. was the congregational church, which grew out of the the uh, Pilgrim period. And what John Murray did, um, somewhat reluctantly, he did not really want to go to court, but he had no choice in the end. He had, his life had been threatened several times, and he, he had been the um, uh, head uh, chaplain of the Rhode Island Regiment under George Washington when they were stationed in Boston. And Washington had chosen him because of his recognition of all faiths. And so he was a very broad-minded yeah. guy, and Washington respected him for this. So when the time came that his goods were seized and he had, his own life had been threatened, uh, he felt he had to go to court in order to retrieve his possessions, but also to make the point that a free population could not be compelled to pay for a state church. Mm -hmm. And this is what the Supreme Judicial Court ruled. And when that ruling came through... Was that through, a, a Massachusetts Supreme yes, Court? Yes, right. that was the Massachusetts Supreme Court. And they made this ruling, interestingly enough, um, while John and Judith were abroad... And they were on their way back uh, with John and Abigail Adams, who were friends of theirs. The news of the ruling came through as they were coming back to Boston. And John Adams went on to Washington, to Philadelphia, and later to Washington. And the separation clause was written by him in part because of this ruling of oh, the Supreme Judicial Court. Gee, what a trip. That's sort of like Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney with Bruce Springsteen. And yeah, we're all hanging it's big out stuff. together. It's big you know, stuff. George Washington apparently was one of the first millionaires in America from his real estate investing. He was apparently very... I gather he was a smart cookie, but he had a big heart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as we get near the end here, I do want to say about the Meeting House and the UU Church. They have had a tradition in that church of incredible music. That's the only reason I'm going to mention it, not to mention the church part, but they have had a series of organists, uh, including their current Bob Weck, mm -hmm. uh, that I just find Excellent, yep. Harrison Kelton, yep. uh, David, David Bergeron, Bergeron before, before him, him. Yep. and they yep. just a long line. The choirs just are just stand up good. Yep. So I want to say that because it's not only a wonderful uh, community resource, but it's a wonderful sort of social resource to go in there and not too much religion, not too little religion, and you end up <laughs> making friends with yep. all the people yep. you meet. So yeah, and yeah. the. Um, you know, having a community like that is very meaningful, whether or not uh, your belief system includes God or... Mm -hmm. or Well, there are plenty in there that don't. Yeah. It's a very big tent, as mm -hmm. you know. Yes. Um, but on the musical side, um, we're blessed with this incredible room. It has world-class acoustics. A few years ago, we had an ensemble from the Boston Symphony come and play, and the harpist told us afterwards 
that aside from Boston Symphony Hall, this would be her favorite room to play in. Oh, my God. And uh, when the Bach B minor mass was performed uh, to a person, there were oh. literally people crying when oh. they left the performance. Oh, it was astounding. And to a person, yeah. the chorus uh, and the orchestra members said that yeah. they absolutely love making music in the space. And that's something that very rarely happens. Uh, but this building was built by people who were not ashamed to use models of other successful buildings. And that's also true of Boston Symphony Hall. It's a shoebox, a classical shoebox hall whose acoustics are clear and reliable. And uh, we enjoy the same thing on a somewhat lesser scale. There's but, really not a bad seat in the place. No, too. there is I not. I sat for the, the Bach Mass mm -hmm. up in the top. Yes. Actually, right behind Lindsay Coolidge. That's a very and, good place to sit. Oh, my God. It was just astounding, the things you could hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming through there. And Absolutely. It's those like, little cellos off to the side. It was like the building really came alive. Oh, it was really amazing. But we thing. do all kinds of things. We've had quite a few uh, silent movies mm -hmm. with accompaniment by yeah. Peter Krasinski, who's a world-renowned silent movie accompanist. In the outdoor series... Um, it's a little bit lighter fare, but what's coming up um, in our very next one on August 12th are four wonderful local musicians. Uh, Brian King, who many of you know sure. through What's Up, Mr. Fox. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Cohen, um, Jerry Ryan, and Chris Longhorn are getting together. Nathan Cohen made the most beautiful solo at Anna Han's funeral, and he was all by himself, and there were 200 people stacked in. It was raining mm. outside. Mm. which actually added to the mood. Mm -hmm. And there was this solo naked violin, and he really liked Ina. So it was that emotional quavering of the bow. It was... So I'm a big Nathan he, Cohen fan. And he's a great teacher, as yeah. many of your listeners may know. He teaches in the Rockport School System, mm -hmm. and he plays all kinds of instruments. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, that one coming up on the 12th is a benefit for the Gloucester Writers Center. Oh, there you go. And then uh, there are uh, two more after that. The uh, 19th? The 19th has a husband and wife duo known as the Milkhouse Heaters. Oh, They're yeah. coming down from Vermont, <laughs> and they sort of sing uh, Vermontish ballads. Traditional. Uh, yeah, very fun. traditional, very fun. And uh, that is a benefit for Art Haven. Oh, great. Uh, the one after that. KPM Big Band? Is that uh, no, oh. not yet. No, yeah. on the 26th is Deb Hardy with Alternate Roots. That's right. Yeah. And that is a benefit for the Grace Center. And then the final one is the KPM Big Band, and that is a benefit fit for specifically for the fire sprinkler system and deterrent system for the meeting house. In the house. meeting house. And that'll be the biggest one. That's, so maybe you'll get all the relatives of well, all the band members. Well, we, we hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Um, you know, the, the meeting house is now over 200 years old, and it's a miracle that it's still there. Uh, the temple, Akhvar Akim, was the last other meeting house, and it burned seven years ago. The one before that was Trinity Church. And they all went up in flames because of the uh, post and beam framing where the walls are hollow. And if a fire starts in those hollow walls, you can't stop it. And that's what we have. And that's what we have on a bigger scale than either one of well, those. That's what the Lorraine had, too. Uh, the, well, yes. And so 
when the Lorraine fell onto uh, the temple, which had been the uh, fourth congregational church back in the 1830s, um, there was no way of saving it because of the way the fire started in the wall. So our goal on the Meeting House Foundation side is to install a fire sprinkler and fire stops and a deterrent system for the whole building. We've raised about $240,000 to date, but that's only half what we need. Mm. So we're hoping to raise the remainder through gifts and grants by next summer so that we can really protect the Meeting House. And so September 2nd is our sort of community party after doing eight benefits for other nonprofits to do the last one uh, to help save the Meeting House. And we hope everybody will come and enjoy it and uh, give generously if they can. Why don't you ask Jim Davis if he'll match all the grants from Lindsay Coolidge. And <laughs> that, that, would Titan, <laughs> that would be marvelous. That would be marvelous. Anyway, well, I so appreciate you coming today. And even more so, I appreciate you what you do for Gloucester. I mean, you are the classic do-gooder with a capital D. And uh, people like me just can try to keep scorecard on you. And I hope you'll keep it up. And I'm hoping you'll inspire others. And I'm hoping everyone will come out and come and picnic on the next three Fridays and come on out to the Meeting House and the Meeting House Concerters. Mr. Charles Nazarian, thank you so much. Thank you, Gordon. We have so many wonderful people here on Cape Ann. I'm just a, a tiny cog. We've got incredibly gifted and generous folks. And one of those is my engineer, Jim Capillo, who I can never forget, who I want to thank because the guy is incredible. See you next time. <laughs>